Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Beauty Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, event sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and the Commodore of Cocktails. Hey, I'm so glad you joined us here on this Saturday night, and happy Valentine's weekend. Uh, I know it's Saturday the 15th, uh, but it's still a lover's weekend, and I'm sure the restaurants are enjoying the business, and uh, you probably uh, bought some expensive flowers and a box of chocolates and uh, perhaps something new and exciting. And we think about new and exciting, we think about food and beverage, and of course beverages are, are all the rage on Happy Hour Radio, but we always give equal time uh, to chefs and and to, uh, of course, uh, our food friends, uh, whether it be snacks. Remember we had uh, the founder of Pirate's Booty on a couple years ago? Uh, that was really fun. And, of course, last week we had um, the founder of keto-friendly Lily Foods, which makes uh, some amazing cauliflower hummus. And you're wondering, how do all these people, or how are these these food ideas uh, trending? And we think about, you know, how to, there's all these fancy food shows. I've been to the specialty food show down in San Francisco, and, and that's where these uh, young entrepreneurs, or old entrepreneurs, let's just call them new, new entrepreneurs, I don't know, I can't make that word. Uh, but they are showing, um, you know, some ingenuity, some creativity, and then some marketing skills. And I have a, an expert who is actually based out of uh, the Midwest, Columbus, Ohio. His name is Don Paul, and and he's a food trend expert. He's been in the business for uh, three plus decades looking at, uh, well, you know, how food in America is made and where it's going and also around the world. And I'm curious about uh, what perhaps this new decade holds for us. And Don Paul, happy, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, we, everybody loves talking about food. I mean, from comfort food to being active and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's it's uh, food trending now some from last year still coming up in uh, um, kind of spilling over to 2020 but this is the time everybody's looking at something new and different it's pretty exciting time because uh, we have more options we have a lot more sources to get ingredients that we didn't have before obviously you know the internet has allowed us to to uh, be more uh, to make the globe more accessible uh, before we start talking about particular foods how do you actually what's the science behind tracking a trend in food you know we look at different uh uh, we look at very easy. We look at sales, really. I mean, what is really being out there and people running to? And uh, and as you look at different brands and different ingredients that are out there, what is the hot button? You know, and what are people going towards? And then you can look at the different brands, some small, some large, that say, okay, we're going to put our money behind this product and whatever it might be, and they're going to throw that money out there, and then you're going to start seeing it all out there. And whether it's traditional advertising or digital advertising or just at a store that you see this new products there. And that's really where it goes. And diet-wise, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but keto was it spills over to this year, and I thought keto was strong last year. People were jumping on that, uh, and it's still going strong into this year. And I think people are smarter now than they ever have been. 
<laughs> get all this information, you know. Yeah. For better or worse. But I think they're wiki. Information. They're wiki smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But, you know, uh, but you can get so much information, and sometimes you pick this and that of what we want to believe, and that's just the people, that's just the world. But it's what interests them, and sometimes people want that silver bullet there. If they're on a, a diet, for instance, and they want to cut a few pounds, they're going to only look at a few things and make it a little the easiest as possible. Well, there's been lots of fads world. out there. Yeah, I understand that, whether it's the grapefruit diet or the celery diet or oh, the yeah. back in the day it was the tab and apple diet, remember, tab diet soda. Oh um, just for well, you those, feed yourself on the tab. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look young, though, which is the beauty of it. Um, when we think of keto, let's just sort of make that known for those people who don't know what keto we're talking about ketosis this is where uh the body uh you you lack carbohydrates in your diet so therefore your body goes into ketosis which starts eating the using the fats in your system to burn for calories is that right yeah exactly right uh uh you eat mostly healthy fats 75 percent of your daily uh calories should be that some protein about 20 percent and a very small amount of carbs um and that's where the no carb or low carb, but usually only about five percent. And um, because the body does not have enough uh, glucose, it for energy it burns stored fat, and that's the whole uh, going to ketosis and things like that. And that's that's uh, seems well, I was going to say simple explanation, not so much maybe, but. Um, you do it only for a certain, uh, certain period of time as well. Right. You won't stay on this diet for six months because it, then it turns a little unhealthy. <laughs> because your liver is made of fat. So yeah. <laughs> start using yeah. that up. Okay. Um, let's talk about some new trends. Uh, is there new trends in um, proteins as far as meats or nuts? Uh, you know what? Protein is still there. Protein will come back up and down. And protein is going to be powerful for people that... Um, are trying to lose a few pounds, you know, because protein will fill you up, you know, and it gives you that energy. And also, as more people start working out, they're looking for to rebuild. Uh, protein will help rebuild that uh, the muscle, you know, it'll help you at the fatigue and all that, and even give you a boost during the day if you're not working out. But what you find is uh, on the protein side, uh, there's a lot of protein bars out there, and it just the market's been flooded, and you'll see a little bit slowdown of that. But now we're looking for something different on protein. I want something that's crunchy or tasty or, or whatever. And, and one of the things that's really come on strong is pork rinds, believe it or not. Uh, uh, pork yeah. rinds are very high in in protein, no carb, or really? virtually no carbs. Yeah. Oh, and, boy. And, and, and it's becoming an additive in, in recipes. Um uh, one of the, the, the favorite products is uh, Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Great flavors and everything, but again, virtually no carbs. But you can take it, the pork rind, and crush it up and substitute it for flour. So even if someone is gluten-free or they want to say we're from gluten, they can substitute that, that crunchiness for flour in recipes. So you see the trend going towards, I'm going to stay home a little bit, and I'm going to make maybe my meal, but now I want to make it a little bit different. And you'll see more people cooking, but they want something different. And that's where, um, you know, and again, high protein. So even, you know, if you're tired of the protein bars or, or, or something like that, the candy-esque type of thing after a workout or whatever, 
this gives you that crunch without the fat of potato chips. So I see that trend is just going through the roof on snacks for a pork rind. That's really fun. I've been to Mexico on several occasions. And, of course, we have my family has a vineyard in Walla Walla, which is in the eastern side of the state. And, of course, there's a huge uh, population of uh, Hispanics that uh, create some local foods. And one of the delicacies is giant sheets of pork rinds. And I usually get those because I think those are great for uh, palate cleansing on a wine tasting and with some of the fat that's in there from the oil. Uh, Let's talk about fruits and vegetables. Are, are there some uh, hybrid things coming out? Uh, I don't see so much. You'll see a blending of different things. So we, we talked about uh, smoothies and things like that where they're looking to add. People are looking to uh, supplement maybe a meal or something, and they'll start blending different fruits. But one of the things, talking about smoothies and things like that, even snacking, one of the trends you'll see uh, this year more so is forget about those three big meals. We're going to go to snacks, and it's four to six small snacks throughout the day. But you still, and that's great because you can kind of manage, you know, if you're looking at weight or not. But the problem with that is you still need to have um, nutrition. Balance, you know? yeah. And, 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 again, it can't be a, a candy bar. Is, hey, I'm going to have a snack and candy bar, and that's <laughs> what you're going to live off. But you do have to look for that and be mindful, you know. So, if you look in, uh, you know, small little snacks, that's a, you know, four to six. So I've been seeing that, or it's four, and then have a sensible meal at, at night. But the nutrients, we still must get those, and because your body's working harder. So then you're going to see the trend of what am I going to eat? Well, uh, you know, throw another name out there. Palm Chris is a, right. is a uh, that's it's keto as well because Parmesan, and it's a great little crunch. Because and then gluten free, of course, but it has the protein again. So, and no sugar, so you don't have that lot of laden sugar, and you have that little quick burst. You know, you know, like a little hundred calories. It fills you up, feels good. You get the crunch, and you're you're staying yeah. away from the yeah. the uh, uh, the you know. I'm gonna pick on potato chips again. Potato <laughs> chips with all the fat and all that. Well, yeah, you know, I love potato chips, but you know what I mean. Well, there's fat and, and cheese, and obviously fat and salt yeah. are one of those uh, um, yeah. comfort kind of umami things that we our body craves or, or has learned to in, release endorphins or whatever the heck it is. And um, uh, let's talk about. Uh, something, you know, foreign foods, uh, you know, let's talk about the sriracha craze. I'm surprised we're not uh, touting the benefits of, you know, high capsaicin or, uh, you know, the antioxidants of red peppers. Yeah, um, what you'll see, uh, different peppers, and I think the peppers turn into more of like, oh, that's a pretty neat sounding pepper, I'm going to try it, you know, uh, habanero and stuff has been out there and all that, but now you're the ancho chili, or, or you'll see different peppers come up, or peppers that may be, you know, and, and I'm in the Midwest, but maybe on the West Coast, oh, it's it's, it's a no-brainer. You see them all over in, in the menus, but more of the, the Midwest, it's being more introduced. Sure. It's more of a catch thing. It's more of like, well, let me um, throw this in, and it's not as – I remember the uh, the ghost pepper from, uh, well, well right. over a ghost year peppers, ago. ghost peppers, yeah. Oh, and, and extremely hot and everything. Well, everybody was throwing it in recipes, not as – much just a tad but they could say it's ghost pepper in there and everybody is adventurous they want to try something different and that's what you'll see towards uh, foods like that you'll still see the you know the the that homegrown you know trend going too. you'll see the uh, organics um, still booming i mean last year was a 50 billion dollar in organic sales for food that's incredible that is a I lot mean, almost six 
it is. 60% of the foods sold in the country are now organic. So that's still that's going stronger. And, and we had, had talked uh, a few minutes off air about 30 third-party certifications. It's the age of transparency. There's so much information out there, and every get, you get bombarded. But now people are smarter. They're like looking at labels, or they're analyzing different data, and they want to know, hey, the certification, whether it's paleo or non-GMO or, or again organic, that it is a USDA organic, or what is this company built on? You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, and like it's like Beatnik Foods. Out of uh, Austin, Texas, it's a it's a grass-fed meals. You know what I mean? It's it's quality, it's convenient, and it's a little healthier, and it's frozen, so you don't have to have it in your pantry. But the idea is that it's now I'm not going to run out to the fast food. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a convenient meal that's still healthy, or I know what the company's made of. You know, I know right. it's what they do, humane, or sure. you know, they take care of the, the farmers they buy. And that's really important. How they treat the 10-year-old labor, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, John Paul, is there any website or is there a source for some of the information to sort of to see what's trending in case people are like, hey, I want to get ahead of it, or, I'm, you know, like, you know, it's like Chocolatiers is trending, right? Now there's a lot of yeah. uh, of bean to bar sites out. There. Yeah, a lot of different sites, and I, I don't have one off the top of my head, so I apologize. Um, but there are a lot of different companies you want to just go to their website. You know, and I mentioned Beatnik Foods, and there's another one that it's it's um, Lona Life. And trending is the the collagen products that protein, oh, yeah. that functional, and they call it functional foods. And that's a big thing because they have potential positive effect on health beyond basic nutrition. So people are looking at, well, okay, what can it do for me? Not only help me or, or feed me or, or give me a great taste in a meal or ingredient, but now, you know, is it immune support, sure. a mood-boosting ingredient? A good example is oatmeal. Quickly. But oatmeal is fiber, and it, it can lower cholesterol. That's a functional. Low Life is a, a collagen Bone broth, you know, and again, ah, I got a box of it right here. Lono Life grass fed oh, yeah, beef bone perfect. broth. I haven't tried it, but Don Paul, uh, I appreciate this. Good to have an outlook on food in the future, and I appreciate your time here on Happy Hour Radio. Hey, you have a fantastic and eat well. All right, Don. Hey, thanks, uh, folks. If you're looking for something new, you got to check out Lono Life bone broth, or actually just get some pork rind <laughs> and start there. Stick around, folks. We got lots more coming up on Happy Hour Radio. He's loud. He's proud. Holding nothing back. Michael Savage. The Savage Nation. Weeknights, 9 to 11. Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. And hope you enjoyed that Food Trends conversation with Don Paul in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I have someone on the line who's a little closer to us, a little further south. He's down in Portland, Oregon. His name is Michael Misko, and he is the CEO of a company called Lily's Foods. And when we think of Oregon, of course, there's a huge company called Reezers, which has done quite well here in the Pacific Northwest with uh, bean dip and salsas and, and tortillas. Um, but this company is a little different. This one is all vegan and gluten-free, I believe. But let's hear it from the word of the CEO, Michael Misko. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. We are indeed vegan and gluten-free. 
Fantastic. Uh, you know, it's interesting. My my young sister, when she was growing up, we learned that she was allergic to wheat like at eight or nine. She was scratching and had all these things. I learned I was allergic to wheat about when I was 35. <laughs> so it's not always an easy thing to figure out. And it just, uh, obviously, your body will tell you when it's, when it's not working. Um, how did you become the CEO of Lily's Foods in Oregon? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we uh, we started Lily's back in 2003, Lily and I. Um, oh. w- uh, we were we were having a dinner party, and I was barbecuing out in the side yard with our hazelnut shell briquettes. Ooh. And Lily came out and said, hey, we're having guests come over in a half an hour. I don't have any appetizers. Let me have those red bell peppers and jalapenos you've got. She whipped some hummus up, but the guests went crazy for it. We took it to the farmer's market, and people stood in line to get it, and all of a sudden stores wanted it, and now we're all selling all over the country and in different countries as well. Fantastic. Uh, I see that you've sent me cauliflower hummus. Do you produce a regular chickpea hummus? We sure do. We have our regular line of chickpea hummus, and we just introduced our, our keto cauliflower hummus, which we're super excited about. Uh, I'm tasting it, too, and the idea of cauliflower it's kind of one of those superfoods that that is very practical. I've seen cauliflower pizza crusts, uh, cauliflower purees, and flowers itself. Um, how did you figure out that cauliflower was the right ingredient for this line of hummus? Well, you know, we we were having a, a, a company meeting, and a couple of the guys were in the meeting. They were saying that they couldn't eat the hummus anymore, and I said, you know, that's what we make here. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they said, well, it's not keto. And uh, and then Lily said, you know, I've been making, um, you know, Michael, uh, this, uh, you know, cauliflower dip for years. And uh, and and uh, she brought some in and they said, that's keto. And and then we thought, well, let's let's see. Let's whip some up and and, and, and run it through the you know machines and see how well it tastes and what's going on. And, you know, we came up with four fabulous flavors and that that keto cauliflower hummus was born. Interesting. Uh, I know that as we progress in this world of food, there are certain protective designations, whether you're Roquefort cheese or champagne, even in France. Um, is Hummus is not a protected name because when we think of hummus, it's generally chickpea. Are there different types of hummus in the actual category, or is this sort of a, this is our almond milk, if you will? It's your almond milk, exactly. It, it's We called it hummus because that's what we, we make, and that's what we wanted to call it. You didn't want to go backwards and call like Suma? <laughs> we should have. We should have made it complicated and, and, and maybe it made it with uh, multiple multiple words from different languages. There you go. That's some foreign <laughs> symbols. Uh, of course, yeah. the uh, the vegan and the K. Uh, what what is that? I see this new symbol. I haven't really seen this K symbol. It looks it looks Arabic or it looks uh, Hebrew. It says Parve. Is that right? Yeah, that that is our kosher certifi- certifiers. Ah, so it is Hebrew. Exactly, and they're 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 great, and they come by, and they're fun, and <laughs> they make sure we're you know make sure we're you know toeing the line. It's great. <laughs> does your rabbi have those curly uh, sideburns? <laughs> he sure does, and he he's from Israel, and he's a super guy. All right, I love it. Tell me the benefits of cauliflower in general. Well, you know it's it's uh, it, it's just particularly good for your body i mean it has lots of vitamins in it It, it's it's delicious it 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 helps your 
you know, with your mind. It lets your body be strong. It's it, it and it's such a great, um, you know, tool to mix flavors with. You can create all kinds of great dips with it, like just like we've done. And these are our first four, and we're not done there. Interesting. Uh, when we think about uh, the the value of food, is it often refers to color. We think about colors like blueberries and strawberries and cherries and antioxidants and green leafy vociferous vegetables. Uh, the, cauliflower is white. What's the main? What's is it? Niacin? Is it a vitamin? What What does cauliflower really bring to the nutrition table? You know, I, I wish I could say I had an answer to that. I mean, I, I'm just a pretty face. You know? <laughs> I thought that was Lily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's the super pretty face. <laughs> okay. I like that. Well, I'm tasting it. And what's interesting about cauliflower hummus is that it's very, very smooth. And it's a little, it, it's, it's a little shocking. There's a, a, you know, I'm used to hummus with a little more body, but I tell you, this is full of flavor. And I think the acid, the lemon juice, the garlic, the salt, it goes a long way. What's your favorite snack and, and way to use hummus? To enjoy hummus, well, you, you know my favorite one is the um, is is the ranch dill. I, I love that one. I hope you got some of that. I did. I'm going to open it up right now because I was just trying the, the basic, the uh, original keto cauliflower hummus, and it's pretty tasty. It's, it tastes. There's a nuttiness to it. There sure is. It's great. It has it has a nice blend of of uh, roasted sesame. Yeah, which really makes a fabulous flavor. Um, you know, for me, I love to dip with it. I love to dip, um, you know, cucumbers in. It. I love to make. And I'm a sandwich guy. I love to spread it on some um, some Ezekiel bread, oh, and yeah. then uh, I use some, it like mayonnaise. To be honest, it's perfect for that. That's exactly what it was made for. It's so great for that. Uh, it's great. For, just great to put on baked potatoes. You know, it's great to make. Um, Deviled eggs with. Oh, I like that. You uh, you need to have a Food Channel show uh, all about hummus or humming humming it up with. Hummus. Exactly. Um, I just opened up this uh, call it, wait ranch dill, and you know ranch is the uh, the American uh, condiment crack for for most things. You put ranch in anything, and the world loves it. Uh, and sometimes I've always been tur- turned off by ranch because it is so. Um, w- w- engineered, right? It hits all the right spots on your tongue and all that. Mm-hmm. But this, this is a a subtle, more refreshing, fresh ranch flavor. And and why is that? Is that uh, just because you took a lot of time to practice the recipe? That's exactly what it was. I mean, Lily is a real stickler for making things taste just perfect. I mean, she has been at, at you know cooking since she was a little girl. She has such a talent with with flavors and knowing how and what to put in it is really remarkable i'm looking at the next one here i have is turmeric and turmeric of course is a a really hot um seasoning spice whatever with um uh, many um lauded benefits whether it's uh uh, inflammatory or whatever um tell me about this particular one well in in fact um turmeric means what is good for your complexion really yeah, it's super good for your complexion. It's good for your blood. It's it's got so many benefits. It's really the magic ah, stuff. So I can make a, a hummus mask. Is that what you're saying? 
eat it, and then you'll <laughs> if you eat it, it's good for your skin. That's what's great about it. All right, um, and one of the flavors that I'm really, really you can make a mask. So. <laughs> yeah, it won't try. Um, you have a buffalo now. Buffalo in general, right? That used to be Frank's Red Hot Sauce was the original buffalo. Are you using Frank's Red Hot? We love Frank's, but Frank's is not organic. Oh. We wanted to have Frank's make some, but uh, um, our our resident um, spice fanatic, Matt, who runs the QA department, built us a little uh, spicy sauce that was every bit of deliciousness. That has got a little kick to it. I think that's really fun. So you've got original hummus, um, turmeric, buffalo, and ranch dill. These are really tasty. Where are they available here in the Pacific Northwest? Well, you you can get them at um, at the natural grocers. Um, you're about to get them at PCC. Cool. Um, they're available at at all the Whole Foods. Walk in there and say, I want some Lily's Keto Hummus, and they'll say, there it is. All right. I see you have a salsa as well, but we don't have enough time to talk about that. But I was really curious about keto cauliflower. And, um, uh, Michael, I think you hit, or I should say Lily, hit the spot. <laughs> Congratulations. Think, yeah. What's the website? A lot. I really appreciate that. I'm so excited about it. What's the website? It's uh, liliesfoods.com. Liliesfoods.com. You can find uh, 24 different um, offerings there. And, of course, uh, uh, you'll find them at PCC coming up here in the Pacific Northwest. Michael Misko, congratulations. Uh, Give my love to Lily. (laughs) Thank you for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys have a great Saturday night. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, folks, stick around. we got lots more coming up right here on Happy Hour Radio. He's local. He's all Northwest. Lars Larson. Weekdays, noon to 3. Talk Radio 570. KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, Peter Sound. Welcome back. Time for round three. And I got someone super special on the line here. Uh, we had just a bunch of pizza and cocktails, which is great. But if you ever want to think healthy, and I know it's one of those things that everything's in moderation is good, whether it's candy, pizza, sex, <laughs> or booze. Uh, but moderation is the key. But sometimes there's a, there's a product out here that says, you know what? I'm actually pretty good, and I found that, uh, of course, I get a lot of great products coming across my my desk, and sometimes not so great, but um, I really dug this next product. It's uh, it's called Flying Embers, and it's hard kombucha. You've heard a, a segment on before about hard kombucha, um, but this is really great stuff, and I happen to have the founder, uh, CEO of Flying Embers, Bill Moses. Hey, Bill, welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. So you have some history in the beverage world. Tell me about that history. Yeah, sure. So um, started off, uh, I started an organic winery uh, down here in Ojai, California, and uh, that was my first uh, foray into fermented beverages. And then I started uh, Kavita, which is a non-alcohol fermented kombucha, and um you know, sold that uh, a couple years back, and uh, now I'm into flying numbers, uh, a hard alcohol kombucha. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's. So you went into alcohol, you got out of alcohol, <laughs> now you're back in. 
That's pretty cool. Um, when you think about kombucha, uh, I know that it's a fermented beverage, a fermented tea. Um, talk about the basics of kombucha. Well, well kombucha basically is um, an old 2,000-year-old alcohol elixir from, uh, from China, known to provide a lot of healing uh, benefits. Uh, and so specifically, what we have in ours is it's, uh, it's, it's bacteria, healthy bacteria, like probiotics it's got it's made with uh with yeast it's fermented and uh with uh and it's got fermented with a tea and the tea gives off a lot of uh antioxidants and um we ferment it in a uh in an adapted gin root blend of turmeric and ginger and astragalus and ashwagandha these are old plant medicines from, uh, from, from thousands of years ago being used. And so when you ferment that all together, the fermentation creates alcohol, and it also makes all these wonderful uh, plant, plant herbs, uh, brings out all their better-for-you uh, attributes so that when you drink it, uh, you feel better you, and, you, and you are better. I like that. I know that alcohol is a solvent, um, so and a solvent can leach things out. And in this case, it's not a hard alcohol. It's I mean, it's not a very high proof alcohol. It's I mean, it's not concentrated. So you're getting just the best of these particular herbs. And uh, you said astragalus. I didn't know that one. What's what does that do? Uh, yeah, at, well, astragalus, astragalus. astragalus. Yeah, and it, uh, it, yeah, and it's an adaptogen. It basically helps you with things. Whenever you're whenever you get very stressed and uh, you get tense and stress, it'll help alleviate sort of the, the physiological sort of results from stress. And so it's a it's a it's an herb that uh, that's used in Chinese medicine. Very cool. Well, you know, my grandfather my grandfather was Chinese. <laughs> I'm half Chinese. My dad's full Chinese, so I'm digging that. Uh, you know, the first mixologist was actually in China back seven thousand years cool. ago. Yeah, um, right. You've got some great stuff here. So flying embers. Where did this name come from? Well, so, you know, uh, it, it came from, it was inspired and, and it came to me during the, the Thomas fires of, uh, uh, of a year and a half ago that hit uh, here uh, in Ventura County uh, at the time it was the largest fire. And we were asked to evacuate and I stayed back with the, my, my, at, at the brewery with a couple of my, my fellow uh, workers. And, you know, we, we basically, you know, um, endured uh, a, a fire and, and we, you know, we did what we had to do. And, and when the fire was on the mountain ranges all around us, watching the embers just light up the mountainside with the with the winds, uh, it came to me that uh, that the branch should be called flying embers because of the medical metaphorical uh, meaning of flying and embers and fire and the transformational nature of it, and and how we're trying to transform the alcohol space so that it's uh, it's actually something that could uh, that could be better for you and not just something that's used as a, a simple inebriant. So all of it tied together when we're fighting the fire, protecting our, our brewery. Wow. I imagine, I imagine you were probably trying to save some of the inventory by uh, sipping and, and uh, waxing poetic about how great this is. Was it, was it chilled at the time? Would you have power yeah, then? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, we lost power. But I, you know, the fire department, what happens, I'm like, we had the, you know, the fire department was up there. Many of them were you know, stationed there. And, you know, through the day, it was a three-day journey where the fires kept going, and uh, we definitely imbibed. We definitely took a few sips in the late hours, uh, just trying to keep uh, refreshed and relaxed enough to get through the next uh, the next hour. So, uh, yeah, we definitely had some on ice. That's funny. I'm wondering if you're like, uh, hey, you got a bag of that aspergallus? <laughs> 
need to light some up. Um, so fun. So how many flavors do you have in the in the portfolio for Flying Embers com- Hard Kombucha? So, yeah, right now we have four. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, Ginger and Oak. We have uh, Lemon Orchard. We have Ancient Berry. And we have Grapefruit and Thyme. Uh, four flavors, all 4.5% alcohol with zero grams of sugar and zero net carbs. Uh, it's amazing. And when those came across my desk, and I, and I know kombucha is one of those things that if most people have had it, they either love it or not, don't love it yet. Um, I know that it has a, it can be a little vinegar taste and can be sour and like just a little not a little weird and foreign. But once you get into that, like we drink wine or we drink special teas or even um, different herb, herbal thing concoctions, uh, some of that bitterness, some of the tartness, some of the uh, herbalness and flavors we get used to and we recognize or i think our body recognizes that it's good i mean the first taste of ginger is kind of repulsive if you're tasting the ginger root because it's sharp but then your body goes you know what i i I think i like it and it's it's really cool that you have ginger oak here where did the oak part come in that's interesting well you know yeah so so you know i'm I'm a i'm also a winemaker and so Uh, you know i realized that oak imparts these tannins and this it adds gravitas to, to the wine, and and so I, uh, I experimented with it with the ginger and oak, with the ginger, and it was it was a great compliment, and that's where it came from. It came from winemaking. I love it, and I'm tasting it now. Uh, I love that it, it is very gingery. It has it's better than ginger beer to me, um, and certainly not as not even close to as sweet as ginger beer. That's the challenge with ginger beer is that it's so much darn sugar in there. Um, this. This has that nice, subtle drying factor, the tannin, which finish dries the finish. So you get this oak, uh, sorry, you get the ginger attack, you get the, the fragrance, the aroma, and the, the sort of tingle. Um, but then you've got the oak, which gives you this hints of vanilla and just a little bit of tannin to sort of dry the palate and sort of soothe the palate. Um, really delicious. I love that these are in, is this 12 or 16 ounce can, right? Is it? Yeah. Uh, and your, your yeah, packaging have, uh, is really sharp. That's yeah, right. thank you. Yeah, you know, we, we try to make it. Uh you know, uh, eye-catching and colorful, and, you know, of course, with the flying number, we have the, the phoenix uh, bird that uh, sort of represents that whole that whole uh, genre as, as sort of our icon. But, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we think it's uh, an effective package, and uh, people are liking uh, the 16-ounce uh, cans. I am too, because <laughs> uh, it's it's only four point five, but you know it's more refreshment uh, and it's it's worth the investment. Uh, you've got these available around town here in, in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Was it uh, Whole Foods or do you have some of the stores? Yeah, Whole Foods is a market of choice. Whole Foods are, are really uh, leading the charge for us up there. Um, where where we are and uh, uh, Total Wine, Bevmo, et cetera. Um, are, are the primary uh, retailers where you can find us. Very cool. Do you use a special tea? Is there the same tea for each? Is this a base kombucha and you flavor it afterwards, or is each recipe no, unique? Yes. Yeah, so each, well, let's see. We, we, <clears throat> we, use, a, we use a black tea, uh, you know, an imported organic uh, Chinese black tea that, uh, that's fermented in all of them. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's the same consistent tea. Um, it's the same uh, sort of formulation, and we don't we don't we don't add anything. Everything is made together as part of the fermentation process, so it's integrated, and uh, and the fermentation process actually, uh, as you said, pro- you know, really uh, brings out the the, uh, the 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 health attributes from the from the different plants that we uh, that we have in there. 
I know that kombucha is, is a great new category, not re- and relatively new. It's like three, four, five years old now. Um, and I know that from the small batch people here in the Northwest that it was like 100 gallons at a time. Are you making this uh, in like a stainless steel fermenter like you would wine? Yeah, we, we are. Yeah, we're making it. Uh, we're not making it. You know, so our, our fermenters are um, yeah, certainly, uh, we'd say they're 500 gallons. So they're not, they're not, they're not super industrial, but they're not, I wouldn't call them small batches, uh, but they are single batch, single strength, full scoby, uh, ferments that, uh, really speak to authentic kombucha. I'm really excited about that. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back. I want to ask you more about uh, specifics about uh, Flying Embers Kombucha. I've got Bill Moses, the CEO and founder of Flying Embers, which is hard kombucha based out of Ventura, California. Uh, I've, I'm happy to have the ginger and oak open and in my glass and also the ancient berry. Hey, folks, stick around. We'll have more with Bill Moses and Flying Embers Kombu- Hard Kombucha right here on Happy Hour Radio. America first and holding the powerful accountable. Sean Hannity, weekdays 6 to 9 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, hey, welcome back to our fourth and final segment here on Happy Hour Radio. I've got Bill Moses, the CEO and founder of Flying Embers Hard Kombucha. Uh, I've got two two cans, two 16-ounce cans open, ginger and oak and ancient berry. And we're talking about um, the, the single-batch process that uh, Flying Embers uh, takes in their methodology or, or um, production. Uh, so, Bill, tell me, is there a mother um, or is each batch actually its own little uh, environment? Yeah, no, we do have a mother that we uh, that we use, and it's uh, it is the SCOBY, and it's uh, and we and it and it does uh, you know after every batch we recharge it, we rebatch it, and we take a piece of that SCOBY from the old batch and inoculate the new batch, and so uh, that's a real that's a really important part of our fermentation process in our single strength uh, manufacturing uh, procedure. I like it. It's like the sourdough starter, right? And there's a lot of history with sourdough. I mean, that's that's basically the the mother of uh, of, of the Western frontier, almost. Um, pretty cool. So, do you have plans for more flavors? Because now I'm joining the ancient berry, and this berry, this is really flavorful. Is it a single berry? Because it's got more more roundness and complexity than one berry. Well, it's got elderberry, which is very functional. We've got goji berry, which is what makes it ancient. And we have raspberry, so we have three different berries ah, in there, mm-hmm. all of which have different values. Very cool. Um, I like that it's not purple too. <laughs> You're, yeah, right. Sorry. The, the label is purple, which is good. It says ancient berry because I think our mind sees that, and we want to think good things. I mean, you, you don't want to see a green word berry, right? Because you think it's unripe. But um, for whatever reason, this is delicious, and the flavors are very pure, and it's um, it's great balance. I think what's cool about a kombucha is it is very much like wine with the acidity. And, of course, the flavors and alcohol. Do you have plans for new flavors in the horizon? Uh, we sure do, yeah. We have a, we have a matcha, uh, you know, matcha. Really? Uh, uh, really? Yeah, we have a matcha coming. Oh, boy. Uh, it's really good. We have, a, uh, we have a pineapple chili. 
Okay. Uh, which is pretty, pretty cool. Very, I mean, it's a, a touch of chili. Is that Serrano um, or Abanero or is that like Pasilla? It's uh, Serrano. Okay. Excellent. Serrano, yeah. Very good. I like a little um, zip. And, uh, of course, I think I, we just released the grapefruit, which will be coming up to the area pretty soon. Grapefruit and thyme. So we put uh, the herb thyme in it, which, uh, again, gives it a real base uh, flavor profile. Did you have these ideas in your head when you sold Cavita? Or were you like, all right, now it's a blank slate and I want to do something new, so let's get to work? Yeah, great question. Well, you know, <clears throat> like all of us non-alk kombucha makers know how hard it is. To, to, to make it to keep, if you want to sell it at a retail short store, it, it, it can't have more than 0.49% alcohol. And right. the big problem with the kombucha, sometimes it gets above that and the retailers get unhappy. So I worked really hard keeping the alcohol level below 0.5%. And when I was doing it, I was at one point I was like, God, like if God gives you a lemon, make lemonade. There and so I, I thought, when I get done with Kavita, I'm going to make lemonade, and that's going to be – it's going to have alcohol in it, low levels of alcohol, but ultimately – that's really what kombucha wants to be. It wants to be an alcoholic product. And I said, I'm going to make one. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. And I know we're using champagne yeast in the dry version, so to speak. Yeah, we are. It's, it's one of our, it's one of the, the, the yeast that we're using that gives it a, a really, really light, crispy sort of moth feel. And of course, uh, uh, the champagne yeast is a wine yeast, so what happens is it really can tolerate the, the higher levels of alcohol. Some of the more native yeast, um, you oh, know, right. and other kind of yeast have a hard time, so it really works for us. Even like brewer's yeast can be a little light. Uh, well, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Um, the website is? www.flyingnumbers.com. Flyingembers.com, and you, uh, we can find these again at Whole Foods, uh, Bevmo, and Total Wine. Uh, are these sold in four packs, or are they six packs, or a, do- a case, or yeah, what? Four- yeah, four packs, four pack. Yep, right now. What do you think's the right temperature for kombucha to really enjoy it? Is it um, really cold ice? Well, I think. Well, I don't think too cold. I mean, I'm I'm thinking, you know, frankly, I think around forty-five to fifty degrees. It's great on ice. It's great on ice. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would say cold, um, but not too cold because it gets a, a little too cold. You can't really get the full flavor body of it if it's uh if it's too cold but yeah. definitely definitely chilled i always say ice cold lemonade doesn't taste like <laughs> it tastes like ice and not lemonade uh so fun hey bill moses congratulations on this uh when it came across my desk um your pr people are are very uh very talented they they kept on me and um i know we lost the first batch or something but well worth the wait congratulations uh, bill moses ceo of flyingembers.com thanks so much for joining me on happy hour radio Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, really, check this out. Good stuff. Delicious. And, you know, for, for someone who's got some allergies, whether it's wheat or, or uh, lactobacillus or, or just, I'm allergic to everything. It's corn. It's soy. It's all this stuff. This makes me feel good. And I like that I can talk about it um, and really enjoy it as well. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, we have a website. It's happyhourradio.net. If you're on the Facebook, it's Happy Hour Radio. Or in the Twitter sphere, Happy HR Radio. And remember, when you're out and about, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers! Cheers!